1: Hello, everyone. My name is James from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, and I am joined today by a man who has become very famous since last year. He is the king of insanity and the leader of the Filthy Generation. It is Stevie Boy Xavier himself. doing? <laughs> thank you very much for having me. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you you're coming off, to be honest, quite a fantastic year. Obviously, mm-hmm. you uh, obviously you were a star, but you, you've made that sort of a, like a superstar of yourself out of that match. I mean, absolutely. How, <laughs> how does it feel to be the first ever crowned king of insanity? I, to be honest, it's really it's surreal man. Like um, anybody that knows me knows, I'm not particularly a kind of hardcore wrestler, and um, that's not really what I tend to dabble in. But uh, the, I think the initial concept for the king of insanity was actually kind of it came up sort of early last year, so it was roughly kind of roughly about this time last year it came up with. Um, and it was one of those ones I knew from day one like this is, I'm leading towards this like the whole thing with whiplash and all that it had all been set in motion um, uh, it was just, it was surreal it, to be honest, it was one of those things when I showed up at the venue I remember it was myself and Kayleigh eh, my other half, we were just sitting there and I was like, I don't want to do this like I just, I want to go because everybody showed up, it's a hydro, it's a big thing they all had their suits, they were all suited and bootied I walked in in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. <laughs> like not even kidding, I was sitting outside we pulled up and I was just like, I don't want to go in here. Like, this, I don't <laughs> want to do this. And it pretty much just became a case of, like, get in, get it done, and go home. That's it. That's all I want to do. And, um. It wasn't until after it, so like I, we'd done the destroyer through the table, I'd pin whiplash. The, the crowd exploded. Absolutely mental. I myself was in the crowd and I was going absolutely nuts <laughs> for that. It was, it was insane. Uh, As they... it wasn't until I actually I sat back onto the table and I kind of took a second to kind of look about and I was like, that's it done. That's it that <laughs> way I started getting goosebumps and everything. And then I was like, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, And then came the instant regret of, oh no, I'm the king of insanity, now. everybody's gonna want me to do this all the time. Once um, there's a crown on your head, someone wants it, that's, that's, I uh, think. I'm still waiting on the crown, by the way. I was was promised a trophy, which hasn't been materialized yet, so I'm, I'm holding them up for that. You're going to have to get one commissioned at some point, but obviously. Exactly. What, exactly. What, what does it mean for you uh, going forward? I mean, does it, is this kind of fact, this is going to factor into, is someone going to try and, you know, maybe at some point try and take it from you in a future deathmatch? I mean, obviously you've had ones with uh, Sabu since then. Mm-hmm. Obviously not for that, but like, yeah. is that the sort of thing you could see happening? Someone trying to come after you for that kind of crown? To the best of my knowledge, um, all I know is it's going to be an annual tournament at um, every fear and loathing. It's going to be the annual deathmatch kind of thing. Um, I think it was pretty much, I remember speaking to Dallas a little while ago and um, obviously like there's a lot of companies starting to kind of boom and stuff now and our gates were kind of, not dropping, but we weren't getting like the response and stuff we were kind of looking for mm-hmm. and I remember speaking to Dallas and I was saying to him like, it's because we're not insane anymore, we're just championship wrestling, that's it. And um, obviously like, we'd heard that Mikey Whiplash was coming back and stuff like that and um, I think it was just, they just kind of all pieced together like really well. Uh, well yeah, like, a, 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 name name a nice blood covered jigsaw basically. Uh, that was it basically. Um, one of my other things, I'm quite chuffed to say that there's probably parts of my DNA in like every part of the Hydro right now. <laughs> Your yeah. legacy will live on. Exactly, Whatever. that's it. I've cemented it. I'm in there. <laughs> so do you, have any, do you have any like thoughts on the Max? What, what were points that stood out? Because obviously you were in there with uh, Chris Renfrew, Mickey Whiplash and Jimmy Havoc and yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what stood out for you? Because I remember the first thing I noticed was we saw the crucifix shaped piece of wood, and I, I thought, that's a bit strange, there's a table in the shape of a crucifix. It wasn't until someone hit it that I went, oh there's barbed wire on that. It was oh, actually it was oh, carpet, carpet attacks. Grip. Yep, it was oh. carpet grip, um, that was, we'd kind of, we'd messed about, um, like, thinking up ideas, what can we do that's a bit different, and it was um, Clint Manjara from down south, what? he'd actually started taking like slams and stuff onto the, oh. onto that actual stuff, just on the floor. Alright, like, right, we can do something with this. And I, to be honest, I had no idea. It was just one of those kind of passing thought kind of mm-hmm. things. And then I showed up on the day, and I seen that crossing, my <laughs> ass just fell out. Me, oh. I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be mental." But it's one of those things. Like the the whole time leading up to it, I was like so anxious. There was points I was starting to shake and stuff like that. But just it's one of those things. As soon as the music kicks in and you're out there and you're in front of the crowd, it's just the adrenaline, like. People always ask me what is it you love about professional wrestling, and it's got—it's an adrenaline rush. That's, it's got you. Like it's one of those things you could never fully explain it. You'd have to actually like give it a try yourself. kinda its like getting a tattoo. <laughs> you get your first tattoo, you're like, oh my god, this hurts so much, oh my god, and then it's done, you're like, thank god. And then a week later, you're like, that hurt looks shit, but I really want another one. You go another, so so, it's, it's a bit of a rush, so like almost addictive, that's it. I think. That's it, it's kind of... So, I mean, you, yourself, you're, you, you, you've talked about it, you're, you said yourself, you're not exactly what you would pin as a hardcore wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, leading up to that, what was it that made you... I mean, obviously, you led up to being crowned the King of Insanity, so that is essentially the hardest man mm-hmm. in ICW. So, what what was it that led you to that point, uh, that turning point, to being uh, obviously Stevie Boy to being the King of Insanity? You know I mean? It was for myself personally. It was never really, it was never really a case of being like like the hardcore guy or King of Insanity or anything like that it was more a case of I'd been like I've worked my way through ICW started at the very very bottom worked my way up through the Buffy Boys through the NAK and stuff like that and it was kind of like this was this was me thinking to myself this is my chance to actually put myself on the map so to speak like um, you've obviously three of the craziest people in the UK (laughs) and I thought well if I can step in there with them then, as long as at the end of it, people don't think I look at a ton, I'm happy with that. But it was really just a case. I just wanted, I wanted to push myself that extra bit further, give myself that platform and. Thank God it paid off, and <laughs> uh, we're, we're kind of we're starting the year on a high now. So it's not only that, but you came out on top as well. So you stepped into yeah. that ring, you came out. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a transformation because you've gone—you've gone from being, as far as I remember from watching, primarily a tag wrestler with the, the Bucky Boys and that. Mm-hmm. And now you are the leader of the, the Filthy Generation, yeah. As well, yeah. so so you're, you're you're leading a stable. So you are obviously in your own right a singles competitor. And yeah. how, how does it feel leading that stable with these people? Sort of, i do not like to say below you, but alongside you with the same well, ideals and motto. Actually, I've known um, myself and Lewis. We kind of came up through training together and stuff. I trained with uh, source or SWA when I very first started. Before I made the jump to the Premier British Wrestling Academy. Um, Aspen Faith is another boy I've known. Like me and him worked each other a few times. Maybe like 2010-ish I'd like to uh-huh. say. Um, and it was just one of those things. Like obviously, on my way up, I was put in these predicaments. So with the Bucky Boys, we had the likes of like Neil Weeman, uh, back yeah. who was the kind of mouthpiece and kind of like we, we owe like people say, oh the Bucky Boys were the best thing going. Like we owe a lot, a lot of um, thanks to Neil for that, because mm-hmm. it was him coming in that gave us that extra bit of star power and the whole the here we fucking go thing. <laughs> was, like, that that would primarily be like a kind of a music festival sort of chant, but then to bring that over to rest that was that was all him and yeah. um, again the NAK was just they were constantly like behind me again with the likes of Chris Renfrew and stuff who when it when it got to that point where I was starting to advance a little bit more kinda gave me the opportunity, handed the mic over to me and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's nice now to kinda not to say that Lewis and Aspen are below me, but they're guys who, to be honest, I think have all the talent in the world. They should be absolutely everywhere. Yeah. But they will never Kind of, they were never given the spotlight to really show what they can do, and I think mm. it's nice now. I don't want to sound big headed that, but it's nice now for me to be able to go right, these are my guys, these are the guys I'm going to bring forward, they're your these, boys, these yeah. are the guys that I'm taking with me, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Again, it's never really like people always say I'm the leader of the filthy generation. I was just quite, I started it, but I've yeah. never really, nothing we do it comes from me. It's not like, see, like WWE where there's all these ideas, but they have to be run by like Vince McMahon or Triple H or stuff like that. It's yeah. not like that. We've got a group chat, we all said we're all just as involved as each other, kind of thing. And um, But it's just, it's nice to be able to give what I've been given and chances I've been given to pass that on to someone else and let those boys tend to kind of flourish because um, you see them they're popping up everywhere oh, they're now. Oh, they fantastic! And, exactly. uh, so it's, it's brilliant to see. Like it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's more than I could I ever ask for. Um, I mean that. that, that. To be honest, that is a fantastic sentiment, this idea that like, you've been given that, that, that power and that you're sort of helping out people that you've come mm-hmm. with as well. So, like, what, what's it like, um, you're so, you've are so made the transition from a, a tag team wrestler to a solo wrestler, mm-hmm. essentially. So, what, what what are the differences? What would you say it's been like uh, moving from that sort of dynamic to be on your own almost? Well, at very first, I was actually a singles wrestler. Um, so, when I first started training and such like that, I was always a singles wrestler. When I first debuted in ICW, uh-huh. I was a singles wrestler. Oh, mm-hmm. it was my, my very first match was myself I Adam Shane or okay. Coach Tripp as he's name oh, now. Right, right. now. Right. Uh, that was my very first match in the door, and it was literally like I didn't even throw a hunch. I literally <laughs> walked into the ring, shamer, beat the shit out of me, put me through a table and I was taken backstage. So I'll write your passage, basically that was it. Dallas came up to me and he went, You did everything I wanted you to do. You didn't try to outshine him, you <laughs> didn't try to get your shit in. You done exactly what you were told and it's work now. And it was right there he just said, like basically I've got this idea I've been holding on for years. Um, it's called the Bucky Boys, fucking David Blaze that I really want to use. I want you to be the other one (laughs) and I mean that was brilliant like obviously Neil got added to it and then Lambrini and stuff like that and it just all started booming and became like a massive thing in Glasgow like getting I would go for like shopping in Asda and I'd be asked (laughs) for like autographs and stuff like that and photos and it was crazy Um, and then I remember it was it was one of the tours, the one that ended in flawless victory just before the the first SSC show. Okay. Um, it was like, well, actually, we'd never spoken about the Bucky Boys breaking up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Showed up on the, I want to say it was the Friday, and Mark Dallas pulled me aside, basically said, "Look, this is what's happened." The um, like, things are going to go other ways we need more feuds mm-hmm. so what we're going to do is you're going to win the 0G title yeah. you're going to turn on David Blaze and it's going to be you guys opening up the SEC and my heart sank man uh, like, not, it sank in a good way like, where it was like it's come to an end something. exactly and then it, it, was just, it was like overwhelming pressure almost for myself because I'm quite People don't normally know us, but I'm really kind of shy and kind of laid back, and like I'm not one of these people that will bounce into a room (laughs) jumping out and stuff like that. I'm I'm more the guy that's kind of sitting in the corner just laughing along and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was kind of the fear for me was. When you're in sort of like a tag team or a stable, there's obviously there's another two or three people or whatever that can take the attention. Of um, So not everybody's on you, but the I was as well as I was taken into the NAK, but my role was primarily to be the Z&G guy. I was going yeah. to be the high flyer. I was going in and solo, um, and I think that's when I kind of started feeling the pressure a bit. So I was like right, no I've not getting anybody to rely on, no, if, if I go out there and i mess up, it's on me, I've not got anybody to take this. I've not got anybody to take the dairy or anybody to kinda of help with the burden or stuff, but it's one of those things like I'm. I'm not afraid of change. I, I embrace change. I look forward to it. So, um, as, as timid as I was, and as kind of like anxious as I was about it, I just thought I need to get my head down and I need to hit this thing as hard as I can. And luckily enough, I managed to do a kind of a, an alright job of it. And it's absolutely. It's, it's even better. So, it's been. It's been absolutely successful. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, given where you are now, I would say it's a resounding success. Uh, so. Obviously, there's influence outside the ICW with the Filthy Generation now, so mm-hmm. essentially the Kings of Catch, that's uh, Lewis Garvin and Aspen Faith, Yep, they're using elements of that uh, outside with their wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? So do you feel that, you, obviously you feel a sense of like, pride that the sort of, like, what you've built is now going across to other promotions and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well? Yeah, no, absolutely, because I mean, for the longest time, um, the Filthy Generation was just myself and Kaylee. Um, But like from the day we kind of crowned it, we were like, right, we need more members. If we're going to call ourselves a generation, we, we need to start piling people in. And like names and stuff were kind of bounced about for like the longest time. And it was actually... We had settled on it was going to be Lewis and Aspen. Yeah, right. right this is going to happen, but it, it actually came down to I was injured at the time. Right. Um, I wrestled BT Gun and Wolfgang from Zero G in the in the garage and I dislocated my shoulder. oh So it was supposed Damn. to be the match was originally meant to be myself and David Blaze against Chris Renfrew and Mikey Whiplash just uh-huh. as he had joined Legion kind of thing. And I was I showed up and I was like, guys, look, I'm out for the next maybe six to eight weeks. I can't do this. Uh, what do we do, what do we do? And I was like, well, we've got Lewis and Aspen here, why not just pull the trigger on it? And it was just one of those things, like the second they walked out the curtain, the crowd just erupted, and it was like, we've got something here, like, this is just That is such a um, good idea, especially if you had them, like, waiting in the wings. So it's basically like, you're building it up, and then... Sometimes chance just makes That's, it a better thing. That was exactly it. Like it just—it's it's so weird. Like I want i can't exactly just sit back and take credit for things. Like of I've got people help me, but a lot of it has been purely down to consequence. Oh. Like it's just the right things happening at the right time, and it just seems to be working for me. And touch wood it, it keeps going <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. But I know definitely, like, myself and Kaylee. Like we obviously we wrestle down south and like around the country and stuff like that a lot. So trying to kind of, just the two of us pushing the filthy generation thing was a bit of a struggle, but now we've got these extra people who are hitting other companies that we don't necessarily work for, and just to see it building, like, um, I got a tweet the other day, there's a, a, a fan cult, they call themselves, um, it's like an America, sort of Canada area, they're called like the Legion of Filth or something like that, <laughs> and they actually messaged us asking us to be like honorary members and stuff Oh like that. And no and just like, this is... That's when you know you've got it actually going on, you know. I'm I'm a 25-year-old boy, (laughs) basically. Like, I'm just—I know I've got all these people messaging me for in the world and stuff. It's just—it's mental. It blew up to be something completely a hundred times bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, but no, it's, it's been absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, th- that is amazing. So like, obviously now that you've got that sort of success going on, what do you see happening with the filter generation in the future? What sort of things do you want to push towards? Yeah, uh, we're going to dominate, we're dominate dominating. the world, that's, of course. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's in the song. It's in the the, the lyrics. Um, literally, I just want to. To be honest, I don't really. I do have kind of long term goals Go in wrestling, but I try not to fixate on them. wrestling yeah. wrestling's so unpredictable. Like. I mean just last year we had Triple H showing up on one of our shows that was Park. exactly mental like, you, can, you never know what's going to happen you could be aiming for something <laughs> and two minutes in the door you're going to take a hard left a hard left turn and it's going to be something completely different but I just genuinely feel especially with the kind of chemistry that we have and how we've developed so quickly and the kind of the support we've gained so quickly I just I see us reaching for the moon and honestly I, I honestly, I don't think there's anybody that can stop us um, especially with the kind of the growth in like six man tags and uh-huh. staying and stuff like that. and now, um, I, I definitely see it's like taking off. We'll we'll be all over the world to be a matter. Of. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but soon we'll be we'll be everywhere. and most we'll no stop this. So that that's fantastic because you get that six man tag stuff. I remember watching a uh, what's it called the New Japan Wrestle uh, yeah, yeah. Kingdom. Obviously they had the, they've got a belt for that and everything. Yeah. So I mean that that sort of teamwork and obviously you guys are you guys are doing so well and you're absolutely going for it. So back to yourself, you said you've got these sort of like aspirations and goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you see happening in your role in the square goal? Do you, have you got any specific plans that you want to do in that sort of a... Uh, I mean obviously it's a competitive arena, you've got all mm-hmm. these guys. What are you going to do to stand out? Well, as you say, we've got all these guys, but a few of those guys are on my payroll. Exactly. So I've always got the numbers advantage, um, but at the end of the day I'm no stranger to square goals. <laughs> think I've missed. Is one, that in or out uh, the ring? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll say in the ring for just yeah. now. But, <laughs> for uh, the sake of the, oh, yeah, exactly. all. Uh, No, I've had my fair share of 50-cuff uh, games, but no, yeah, I just think, like, I'm, I'm no stranger to it. I know exactly what's going on. Uh, um, I know kind of what my weaknesses are, and it's just a matter of kind of trying to accentuate the positives and hide the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think with my misses and my boys behind me, there's at least one of us is walking out of there with that square goal briefcase, so... With well, the way you've said that, I have no doubt myself, obviously. You seem positive, you seem confident, mm-hmm. best of luck, obviously, in that regard, but so... Mm-hmm. Moving past the square goal, plans for the future, if you'd think you had some ambitions, is there a title that you're working towards right now, or just anything at all that you think you are shoot for the moon, but what does the moon look like? Just now I'm really focusing on, I really want to break out in Europe. Um, yeah. I've got some things, I don't think it's actually been announced yet, but I'm going to be appearing in Germany and stuff like that later, nice. later than this year. Um, but I just, I want to get out and travel man. I want to go and see the world. Obviously my ultimate goal is going to the Fed. That's I think anybody that starts professional wrestling, that's the ideal It's thing. what you grew up with and obviously um, you know, you, you see it and you go, want that logo. Exactly, but, exactly. But for myself, I was always, I mean, I'm only 5 foot 10, like, I'm 180 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time it was, oh, I'm never going to do that. I just want to go out and travel, maybe go to Japan, do something like that. But with the kind of growth of like the UK scene, you see these guys like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Champlin so like different that. now, isn't it? Exactly. The whole the whole scene's just blown up. So uh, it's really maybe been kind of maybe last year, so obviously Wolfgang's one of, kind of my close personal friends. Exactly. And yeah. seeing the success he's had and how well he's doing, like I'm over the moon for him. But and, I mean, I've said this to him, it's no lie, I'm, I'm chuffed to bits for him, but I am so jealous. <laughs> Just me hear you, right? Just listen, I love you, but going to stop, right? I love you, but I want what you've got, basically. <laughs> um, but that's, that's basically my aspirations in the long term either sign some sort of deal or just really get out and do what I love to do and get to see the world while I'm doing it. Exactly. Um, that is well, so you've got people like Kayleen as well, who just now she's in Japan. Yeah. Um, she left on the 1st of January and she's back on the 6th of February. Right. So she's doing a month's tour out there and then she's got stuff lined up for going over to America to work with promotions like shimmer and stuff like that so she's constantly on the move and it's just one of those things like that's what i want to progress to i want to i, I get now if i get a spare weekend i get really agitated I don't know what to do with myself, I'm just sitting about and like, oh, I should be doing something right now. <laughs> you got to keep moving like a shark or you're just... <laughs> so that's it. My, my main aspiration just now is just to keep myself busy, um, obviously I did the, the WWE tryouts and stuff last year like that, yeah. um, we got some kind of good feedback and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so at least now I know I'm on the radar, I know I'm starting to make the kind of the right move, so it's just kind of keeping the head down and working hard and hopefully progressing in that kind of field. Um, as far as titles go, like just now is, I want the ICW title. Do you want to go straight for it? I said between the square go and the title, that's the only things I've not done <laughs> in that company. BT Gunn calls he sell the Grand Slam. I beg to differ. I think I can do better. I think I can trump them and that is my full intentions for for the moment. Uh, it's to take over that company. I mean, obviously, with everyone mind you, that doesn't sound far fetched at all. So I mean, if, if that was to become a reality, or you know, if. if God forbid not what, what would you say Is a dream match that you'd like to have Any Any wrestler You could say alive Or sadly passed But The dream match Just now With the the inspiration Of the whole King of Insanity thing I said it to Dallas The second the Sabu match Finished and I got backstage Was I want Tommy Dreamer Tommy, Tommy. Dreamer I want Tommy Dreamer Everybody <laughs> always goes on About the Ravens Or Sandmans The yeah. Sabus And stuff like that Tommy Dreamer Does not get half the Half the credit that he deserves, and I think he, he's still—he's one of the only guys from that era who can still go. He does, he yeah, can exactly. Still put a shift in, like he's still ready to go for it. And I think me and him could absolutely tear the roof off at any building that we walked into. Um, and I remember saying it to Dallas as soon as I walked through the curtain, I want Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I want Tommy Dreamer. So that just now—that's my maybe—that's your crown coming like, after that match. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully but yeah, that's that's kind of that's my dream match at the moment. Is I really want to lock on with Tommy Dreamer just to see if I can cut it with him. Imagine you yeah. could do it in Philly with the yeah. dueling ICW and IC oh, ECW chants as well, you know? Oh That'd be, me. Oh my god. Just off to the. I'll wait I would retire after that. Be it. I'm, like, that's right, me. I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm right. out, guys. That's it. <laughs> <sorry>. Even if Vince said <laughs> me a contract, I'd be like, nah, mate, nah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm away, I'm away <laughs> home, right? I'll that's peat. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, 100%, that's what I'm after. So, obviously, that's like a dream match. What would you say is your favourite match that you've you've had so far? Oh. I oh. know it's a tough one not to spring that on you, but obviously. something that stick out in your mind even two you could say two or three I've got a few obviously I've got the King of Insanity match Um, another one was the Casket match from last year's Hydro Mm -hmm. Um, just because I felt as as much as the King of Insanity kind of helped me I think winning that casket match was the starting point. That was when people kind of started finally going, right, maybe he's not just a mid-card guy anymore, maybe he's actually starting to make waves. Of course, yeah. Um, And then it was obviously building from that leading into the the feud with Renfrew, which then led into Legion, and it just kind of escalated from there. Um, So definitely the casket match. There was a tour in London where I fought Chris Renfrew. can't remember what the name of the show was but with the both of us opened the show and that's still one of my favourite matches to date. And then another one would be the last time me and BT had a singles match in the garage which was just before Fear and Loathing and I mean it was ten minutes of just sheer chaos, there was all sorts of sheer <laughs> shots, both the referees get knocked out, there was like angle slams off the top <laughs> rope and stuff but it was like from the second we walked out the curtain the crowd were on us and it was, it got to the point where the Glasgow crowd had kind of not dipped, but we weren't getting the reactions we used to like when we first started running the garage and stuff like that and it was one of those first ones and I remember we went head to head at the start and we were Ah. kind of like kind of talk and cheek behind uh, between us and the crowd just started building up and I remember BT kind of just looking to the side and looking back and just went we've got them <laughs> and it, was just, it was one of those things like for the second we hit um, I believe it was he like, pushed me and yeah. I spat in his face and from there it was just the hostility in that building like I, I genuinely thought I'm getting Dudley Boys heat like someone's going <laughs> to try and stab me after this show just saying um, you get a taxi out like you got to get away from the area as well, exactly you know? Like, um, but no those are definitely three of my, my my best my, well, not best, mate. My, my favourite ones to look back on and kind of go, that was that was everything I could have done. Like that, I gave it 100% in every one of them. So I'm uh, sad I wasn't there for the third one, obviously. But <laughs> uh, you, your reign, you're obviously you're champion in a few places right now as well. So you, uh, most prominently, that I remember you're the PBW champ at the moment. Yes, yes, I won that in December at the bottom. again. a beat BT Gun for it. Yeah. So it's a massive accomplishment I know obviously like PBW stuff they don't get the kind of the publicity like ICW and stuff uh-huh. but the PBW I started there when I was maybe 16 17 years yeah. old and again like ICW I started from the bottom I went in I was training every single week progressing like um, the promoter Ross Watson our kid fight um, helped me so much like I could never give him enough thanks he got me bookings in England and took me everywhere with him and um, and again, it's another company now which I've grand slammed, I've held their cruiserweight <laughs> title, their tag title, and now I've got the heavyweight title. And just You're just did. racking up these accolades. it's like mental, aren't you? That's it. What, it's mental because for the longest time, like I never really cared about championships or stuff like that. I just wanted to go out and wrestle. That was all I wanted to do. And it's only really been maybe in the last year or so that I've started kind of building all this stuff up now. I'm sitting in my house and I've got like a suitcase that is filled <laughs> with belts and other stuff, and I'm like, I'm gonna to need to buy a shelf or something. Like, this is getting ridiculous. You're sitting there thinking, I need more jeans. you Exactly. I never wear jeans other than tonight. I'm only in shorts or joggers or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, no take. Um, but no, that was definitely that was a massive, a massive tick off in the bucket list. Um, was to win that belt, and I'm, I'm proper buzzing for this year to actually go out there and main event his shows and give it everything I've got. Um, I know we've spoken about a few of the title defences I've got coming yeah. up like that, and I'm really, really looking forward to them. Yeah, um, so fingers crossed for that one. I, I do i am proud and don't let the side down. So, so w- w- what's the next match you've got? Have you got a match confirmed to defend that title? Not yet. No, they've just confirmed their first show is in March, Yeah. Um, but they haven't actually announced the card for it yet, and I, I don't know if I'm really obliged to say just now what you is. can see... So. I've just got to find out. That's basically it. Um, but no, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, again, it's a totally different scenario. Like, it's obviously like, I really enjoy wrestling for ICW, but see being able to go out in front of kids like kids are nuts, man. They're absolutely <laughs> mental. Like, I, I, stuff exactly, like you know, I was, um, I've been on the holiday camps and had Wayne's pin me to the floor, fun. like <laughs> beating me with <laughs> hammers and stuff like that, and it's just that's see, proper heat you've got exactly, there. Exactly, seeing people you get that reaction out of somebody it's just <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I know, hundred percent. I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, it's going to be hectic, but. I think I'm prepared I'm ready to go so so one of the last questions I'll give you so obviously that's a major accomplishment of me as well and obviously looking forward to 2018 defending that sort of belt what else uh, do you think is coming up for 2018 for yourself? see I don't I don't know I I'm really bad for I'm not one of these wrestlers that goes out and chases work. Like yeah. you see a lot of people putting up on Twitter and stuff. This is the dates so I've got. Free, please tag me in this status and web promotions. No, yeah, i have more kind of and it's probably it's probably one of my downfalls. Is I tend to kind of sit back and let the bookings come to me. So I think I'm just kind of this year I'm focusing on kind of being more on top of the ball, especially with things like social media and stuff like that. Like I'm a nightmare for Twitter. I think the last thing I posted was like the week after the Hydro or something like that. And, <laughs> uh, people. Are always, oh, by the way, look at my match. <laughs> exactly. People are always getting on at me. Like you need to be on social media. You need to be pimping yourself and doing this stuff. Um, but to be honest, I'm just gonna. As long as I'm having fun, that's that's my main thing. Cause. For the longest while, wrestling kind of just seemed like work, and I started kind of getting a bit, oh, yeah. I don't really want to do this, which again is why I've, I've taken up like an, an actual job and stuff because now I'm, I'm out during the week and I've got something to hate, which actually makes me look forward to going in wrestling at the weekend. <laughs> um, but it's. It's just like you don't realise how good it is till you um, learn what you've not got. Exactly, like exactly, exactly like that. But dude, my main kind of focus now is just have fun and. Get out there and do what I do and try and kind of you know just keep all the people that have supported me and stuff like that throughout the years like I'm 25 now I've been doing this for 12 years <laughs> like I started when I was really young. That is, yeah. <laughs> And there was people that like uh, the people that supported me from day one, like people like BT Gun, Chris Renfrew, Wolfgang and stuff like that. Like me and BT trained together, we've been best friends since I was about thirteen years old or something like that. So just to kinda show all these people like the faith that you put me in me isn't lost. It's like I'm I'm going for this and I'm gonna hit it as hard as I can hundred and ten percent. Yeah, but that's that's basically my kinda, my goals for this year is have fun and again try and get out and see a bit more of the world and do what I love to do. So as long as I can tick off those boxes then the year's been an absolute success for me. That is fantastic. So uh, just last question, uh, anything you've got to say ahead of, you, ahead of the square goal, anything you want to say to your opponents or anyone listening? Well, so obviously there's been a, a little bit of tension building between myself and Kenny Williams uh, we both came off pretty big victories at the Hydro Yeah. Uh, we both clashed horns a couple of weeks ago in the garage in the street fight uh, um, just, I know he's in the same mindset as me, we both want to hit the top as quick as we can, Really younger guys coming through now um, I'm, honest, I'm I'm past the point of threatening people and getting angry I don't need to do that stuff anymore I don't need to brag about how good I am. You go on social media and people are already talking about it like um just Kenny, keep your eyes open because there's a big target in your bag son and more times than not, when I set my mind to something, I kill it. So watch your <laughs> back, pal. Fantastic. So it's been great to have you on the show, obviously. So really? uh, signing out. Obviously, you can catch Stevie Boy at the hi- uh, uh, not the Hydro. Uh, Is that not, not until next year? <laughs> the ABC for the, the ABC. Square Go. Yep. February the 11th. Tickets are sadly sold out, uh-huh. but Don't he will be. Ap- it, shame on you. <laughs> he will be appearing at subsequent events as well. So from us, take care and uh, goodbye. Have a good night.